Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about all the content that Disney is removing from Disney Plus and Hulu. Womp womp. Yeah. Dude, Chris, uh, are, are we sure? Hmm. Are we sure that we're not talking about HBO, you know, and, no. and Discovery no. here? We're talking no. about no. Disney. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. This is all. This, this is all like really like a big bummer. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, yeah, we can. Well, we'll talk about it later, but like, it's just, the whole thing still confuses me. It makes sense for things, and we can go through the list. We'll go through the whole list of what we know for sure is coming yeah. out off, but um. It makes sense for things that they've licensed. It doesn't make sense to me for things that they have actually produced and they own. Yep. That's the part that I'm like, I don't understand that at all. But Yeah. Uh, uh, there's part of it that I understand, part of it, but then other parts I do not. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, but yeah, Chris, it's, it's regardless, that's a bit of a bummer. It is a bummer, um, and uh, and we've got um, some some news about the Disney Walt Disney World a Galactic Star Cruiser experience, which is hotel. also a bummer. Which is also a bummer, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll talk about talk about that as well. So um, yeah, we got a lot of <laughs> a lot of bummer content coming up, guys. So stay Just tuned to that. Strap in for a downer. Yeah, uh, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? Oh man, so Chris, you know, nothing came out this mm. week. No big new games no. Uh, no, arrived. Nothing. It's you I know, didn't it's... do anything after, you know. Which actually, actually, we didn't record last Thursday, did we? <laughs> no, we you know, recorded no. like Wednesday. I didn't Tuesday, do anything last Thursday though. No, at nothing all. at all. Nothing. Last second. <laughs> um, no, Zelda Fake Tears, out. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, Tears of the yeah. Kingdom is out. Yeah, Zelda's Tears of the Kingdom came out last uh, last week. Um, did you pre-order it? Uh, I I preloaded it oh, digitally. Oh, you preloaded the digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it would unlock right at uh, right at the time, um, which was Did awesome. it unlock at eleven. Yeah, it worked out. I was Our away time, from time. I was away from my internet connection, obviously. So like, I was like, "Ooh, I hope that there's not like a big patch, right?" And yeah. so like, I just hotspotted off my phone and connected to that, and it literally all it did was just be like. Does he own it? He owns it. Okay, sweet. And then, did like, you so, have to do that? Like, you could, or could you have just like? And since it was preloaded, could you have just turned on your switch and played I, it? It had at to check the region that I was in, uh, um, and so like, oh. like I had to check the region, like the yeah. time or like whatever. Like it had to ping the server, and that's all it did. Like it literally just pinged the server. Remember and when was everyone like, flew good. off the handle when the Xbox One it was like you know gonna have to check in every so often? Yeah, you know, now to the internet. Now we're basically in that future with every console. Oh yeah, every, yeah. nothing is li- not like yeah. they. <laughs> they were they were so like. Like forward thinking, no one was ready for it, and then we're just like we're here, and no one was like whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, and you think about like the, even the Game Pass things these days, they actually do have a way for you to play them offline. Yeah, um, and as long as like you have somehow like authorized every so often with the server, like it's every every week or something like that, your console has to check in or something like that with the server, and so you can actually like download Game Pass games and things like that to your console and take it take it like with you places. But after a certain point, like after I don't know how many days exactly it is, it it has to ping it uh, ping the server in order to like reauthorize those particular titles. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the day one patch thing, we've talked about that before, how like that's both like cool and also somewhat ridiculous because like yeah. you, it's cool because it's like, okay, they can make tweaks and things, um, you know, the, the last second bugs and things like that. You don't have situations where just a game breaking bug is just there forever like you used to. Um, I forget which which game it was. It was like some, I think it was a Metroid game where if you close yourself in one specific room on GameCube or something, it like you could never get out and you had to mail your like memory card to Nintendo if you wanted to get it fixed on that and not start the whole game over. Um, and they oh, would I fix it for that. you and ship it, ship it back to you. Yeah. It's so wild, man. <laughs> um, and so like, that's the, you know, that's, we are removing all of that nonsense with, uh, with these like day one patches and stuff, but it is also somewhat stressful. Cause if I hadn't been able to do that, like if, if, it, if, if I hadn't had like a hotspot available, I would have been like searching around for Wi-Fi at 11 o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I pinged it. It was great. What did you end up picking up the digital copy or a physical copy? Chris? Oh no. So this is the thing. Like literally hours before I was like, <laughs> because I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't track this release at all. All I knew was that I didn't get the initial, I was trying to get a, a deluxe edition when yeah. it first came out and yeah. I didn't, I wasn't able to snag one of those. And so I kind of was just like, whatever, I'll just figure it out whenever it happens. And then I got closer to it, and like we talked earlier that week on the podcast about all the Zelda things, and I'm like, okay, I I'm gonna one I I need I want this just because uh, I'm gonna love this game and I know it, but then uh, also I um I was like, this is just kind of like a a global event, and I like you know being a part of those things, John. Yeah, you so want to be came, like, where were you whenever Tears yeah. of the Kingdom came out? It came to the day, and I, like I think earlier in the day, I was like, I think I kind of want a cartridge, like I like. I have the like Breath of the Wild on a cartridge. Nice. And I don't know why I wanted it on a cartridge, but I'm like I kind of just want it on a cartridge. Like complete the set, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so um I looked back at the deluxe edition cuz it like supposedly you could get some at GameStops and I I actually called my GameStop to see actually all the GameStops around here to see and uh, they were like nope. And uh, I was like okay, well, I kind of still want the physical edition and then I I noticed that uh online um, that GameStop was doing a uh, a midnight release launch party. Yes, starting at like seven or something like that, or like what? nine. I, yeah, that's, like it was. That's real early. <laughs> and, I, and it, but I didn't even get over there. I was like, oh crap. Well, I noticed it around like nine nine thirty something like that. So anyway, I ended up driving over there and um, got there, and they were doing a, a Smash Brothers tournament. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, well, I forgot what they were after. Where you can or, face off Toon Link against regular Link. It know? was uh, the 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 prize was a um, a Zelda scarf, um, which was pretty cool. That and, is pretty cool. And then they had a uh, then they like if you pre ordered the game, they were doing a raffle. Um, and so uh, I I went ahead and like in the store right then I pre ordered it and nice. I got a raffle ticket. I didn't win, but oh. that was fun. Yeah. And then they also gave gave you like if you pre ordered it at GameStop specifically, they had these like wooden plaques, nice um, that have it, like the the hand symbol on it. That, you um, you took a touches. picture of it, and I thought at first you were taking a picture of like a a fancy like cutting board, like <laughs> that you. It kinda, little, I mean, like, it kind of looks like that. I don't really know what you're supposed to do with it, honestly, <laughs> because yeah. there's there's no method of hanging it. Um, there's. Like I, it's just a it's just a wooden board with a thing like, uh, what do you call it when you burn into the wood? Like, oh. not engrave. Um, 
I mean, I was gonna say emblazoned. No, yeah, sure, emblazoned. That's <laughs> fine. Emblazoned I don't, on the I don't front. think that's the proper term. You know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> yes, I do. Where it's yeah. like a brand, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where they, yeah, they like, they like. It's either they stamp it with a, a hot thing. Anyway, that's what it is. Um, and uh, laser etched. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm no, trying, it's, I'm not, just... it's not laser etched. <laughs> um. Oh, it, and uh, and so I got I got that, but that was cool. It was it was I mean it was just cool to like be there. I mean I I think the last um, midnight release I've been to in person was Red Dead Redemption Two. Dude, that's a good which, one. What year was that? I like, don't even know. Twenty eighteen. Speaking of, I need I need to, to I want to go back to that game. I keep I thinking about it, Chris. I, I keep same, thinking about it. It's gnawing at my brain. Same. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it and finally beat it, and then I'll tell Josh. You know, years later that I finally beat it and, you know, that can be the thing. But the thing is with uh, with that game, like I, like where I left off, I know exactly what was happening. And it's one of those things where I was like, I, I it's going to be hard for me to go and just like mainline the story or like what? I don't know. Yeah. Like I know where I'm at and I know I, I kind of have an idea of what happens next. And it's like it's partial part of me. Well, is like, Are you going to start from there? Or are you just going to start from scratch again? No, I'm totally going to start from there. <laughs> Because, okay. like, I mean, while the rest of it is it, it's amazing, it's just so much. Like, I've done so much, Chris. I've seen things in that game. <laughs> I mean, it's very true. Have I sent you what I saw in that game, Chris? No. Uh, I don't know if I want to spoil it for people. It's a real old game, but it's it's it. I mean, do 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 uh, do I want to know? I don't know if you want to know or not. I maybe I'll just maybe if you if you get back into it, tell is it me. One of the, is it one of those things that's like uh, unique to each person's playthrough? No, not one of those. But it is it is a thing that I that I, I that occurred, and I screenshotted. I have a video of just for proof because I don't think anybody would believe me otherwise. Um, but it's what? in the game, and uh, like you can you know anyway. I uh, <laughs> I I'm not gonna say it, Chris. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you, I'm going to tell you where to go at a specific date and time if you get back into that game, and maybe okay. it will happen for you too. All right. <laughs> maybe. Because I don't think intrigued. it happens to everyone. Do you want right. to know? I'll tell you. Sure. I guess. Okay. Do I, do I want to know? I mean, I don't know. Probably. I'm, is this a spoiler? <laughs> I mean, it's not spoiled for the story or anything. Okay, that's fine. It's just a random Easter egg that's in there. Okay. Um, so skip forward if you don't want to know a random Easter egg that's in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> but Chris, there's aliens. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's like a specific, like you just pick up these collectibles across the, the whole thing that randomly allude to like this. Uh, a, I think a, I was, I was, I was collecting these. Yeah. A cult? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're yes, like, "Hey, come to this. come to this specific cabin, and this, and and you know, we're all going to be there on the specific date, on the you know, full moon or like whatever, right?" And then so you go, you eventually stumble across that actual cabin, and there's just a bunch of like you know, uh, like long long deceased uh, corpses there. But mm. like, I showed up there on the full moon or like whatever, whatever time date and time it was that I showed up, and uh, some aliens come over, Chris. I think they maybe just got like the 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 date wrong. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, because I think they all like yeah they all end up uh you know end up there like you know they drink they they drink the poison or whatever 
and they don't get abducted or whatever. And so, uh, but no, like there's, there's totally like, as I was going into this cabin, I opened the door. It's the middle of the night. Here come the lights down the green lights and the spaceships up above. And it's like flying. And I left the, uh, the cabin. I'm looking up there and there's a UFO and it just like whoosh, warps out of existence. And it was like, what on earth was that? So anyway, you can, uh, you too can experience that if you want. That's amazing. Um, there also is another, like, uh, another, uh, alien thing that happens there that I have not gotten to trigger yet. Cause I went looking for it after that one experience there. Um, I went looking for it and there's like one other like reference to it. And I'm like, Hmm, I need to, need to do some more research whenever I get back in. But Chris, I have been wanting to get back in there. That was the last live event that you went to. Oh yeah. That was the last, well, the last, uh, midnight release. Did they, did they raffle off a horse at that one? No, and that one I actually like. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was up in Nashville. I remember I was like Didi and I were doing something, um, and we we came back through. Um, this is back when I lived in Murfreesboro. We came back through and passed Smyrna, that GameStop there. That's where I would always. Nice. Um, that's where I would always uh, pre-order all my stuff through back then, and um, or at that point in time and uh and so like I had pre-ordered it I guess and I so I stopped there and I we sat in the car until it opened um and uh, because it was raining and the line was out the door oh and man. I was like I don't need to be first in line um <laughs> yeah, yeah and stand in the rain and so I just kind of sat there until the uh the rain stopped and then went and got the uh, got the game and uh yeah I went home and played it I need to start doing what what you know, like I've always been like, and I think I did this with a couple games. I just don't remember which ones. I think they were probably some of the Call of Duties um, on the 360. But I should have, you know, like even with Zelda, I'm like, man, I should have just like taken the next day off or something like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, did you play it at all uh, that night, or like did, <laughs> you didn't play it that <laughs> night? Barely. So what's funny is because I so I I came home and I was like, I'm gonna pop popped it in my Switch, and my Switch was dead. <laughs> battery gone and i was like crap and so <laughs> i started yeah. charging it and um then it was like it came on and it was like it needs to update the system oh no okay well oh, so no. then then it won't even if it's plugged in it will not let you update the system if you have less than 10 percent battery yep, so you gotta charge it up <laughs> so i had to charge it to 10 percent then finally i was able to update it and then i got into the game and like and then we're down there exploring the caverns and i was so sleepy and i'm like i I can't deal with this right now. I'm just going to go to bed. So <laughs> I played yeah. it, but barely. Yeah. Um, I played, I played a decent amount of it. And I, like, I basically got th- into, into like where everything kind of opens up and you actually like are in, in the world, like, or in that opening area, the tutorial area, yeah. as I yeah. would call it, you know? Yeah. Um, I got to that spot and then I like closed it down. But, uh, but now I am, I am, I am past that tutorial area and it is, uh, Dude, this game is uh is pretty fun. It's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, I like it a lot so far. It's uh like I feel like it's like Breath of the Wild, but like deeper somehow, <laughs> systems wise. <laughs> um, like especially like whenever you get like some gliding and, and flying devices going on, um, that that really feels like wild to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's really big, and uh, and I'm so far I'm, I'm having a blast with it, building all sorts of stuff. I, I, I do not feel like I know how to build a, a like a car or a, a carriage or anything yet. Cause I tried and, uh, and, and it failed horribly the first time. So I haven't attempted it yet or uh, a second time. 
Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I mean, it's, it's, this is another one of those games where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to ever finish this, but it's a beast of a game. It's yeah, great. yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, dude, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm loving it so far. Um, I'm super excited to, to go further with it. I really haven't done much with the story. I've really just been kind of like wandering around, you know, stumbling through, you know, figuring stuff out. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a blast. Um, have you been doing anything other than Zelda this week? Um, what? Oh, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, volume three. Nice. Was it good? It was really good. Um, yeah, I would, if I was ranking the Guardians of the Galaxies, I would say it's, you know, uh, volume one, volume three, then volume two. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like volume two very much, so it wouldn't, it it wouldn't, (laughs) wouldn't take much to knock that one, uh, knock that one to the bottom for me. Um, but I, I I am interested to uh, to see what, how this all wraps up, how the third one kind of like wraps up the stories. Yeah. Um, especially considering the events of like Endgame and everything. Uh, and now, Infinity now I I will say, and I do have to say this, just a uh, a warning. If like this is a hard PG thirteen movie. Yeah. Like there is stuff in here that I'm like, like there were things that happened that that. Like there were children in that theater, and they were bawling their eyes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it, it's not it's it's kind of like disturbing just for uh, adults, let alone yeah. kids. So that's just yeah. uh, do your research. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, uh, I like I, that's another one of those things where I'm like, I'm gonna have to. I'll try it out, but it's also if it gets too much, I'm like, I don't know, man. That feels a little little wild because like. From what it is, like I, I know, I know what you're talking about. Like, cause and somebody like told me, like, "Hey, man, this is, it's rough at a couple yeah. spots. Yeah, for a couple like unexpected, you know, <laughs> in a few unexpected ways. And uh, and so, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot, though. I'll give it a shot whenever you know, whenever it comes to the old Disney Plus. I'll, I'll give it a try, and uh, see how it goes. Yes, definitely. Um, I have watched, speaking of Disney Plus, and a positive thing with Disney Plus, and I wanna go, I wanna just go ahead and go on the record and say everyone go watch the show because otherwise it'll end up like some of the shows that we're gonna talk about in the main segment. But uh go watch Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem show uh that's on Disney Plus. It's uh, it's the Muppets. It's uh it's the band from the Muppets, and uh and and everybody should should go and watch that show. It's really good. I enjoy it a lot. Um, and, uh, and everyone should watch it. It's, it's basically like the, the whole concept of it is that Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem, um, have never like actually put out an album. And so this is their, like a, a, like, uh, the, the human character, uh, is like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like get them to make an album. And so like go working through like the creative block and waking for working through like, Oh, what producer should we use? And like all of those things like, and so it's the story of their album. Um, and each episode they have like early on, they're like covers. Um, but like then later on they're like some, some original songs, but they have like a song in them. So like there's one, one of the episodes where they cover, uh, like true colors and, uh, and it is, it is awesome. It's a blast to, to, to watch. Cause it's just Muppets and, and, uh, it's very fun. It's very funny. And uh, you get to see like uh, Zed like interact with the Muppets and stuff like that. So it's a, uh, it's a good time. It's uh everyone should watch it. It's called the Muppets mayhem. I believe. No, that's yes. That's that, that is the name of it. The Muppets mayhem. Um, and it's on Disney plus 
Everyone watch this. Also, a related note, they have a vinyl. Um, Who? <laughs> so the album that, you, uh, that, that I think they make, uh, yeah, the album that they make, they released to vinyl, and I picked it up uh, from Target today. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, and it is it is gorgeous. Um, the uh, the co- the cover art. I haven't actually listened to it, but it, it includes some of the songs that they uh, that they play on the show. So there's some like covers and things like that. I'm just trying to see if uh, if yeah. So we got True Colors on there. We got Have a Little Faith in Me. Yeah, there's yeah, they're all on there. All the ones from the show are on there. And uh, and I'm I'm very excited about that that vinyl. Um, so yeah, watch the show, everybody, so it doesn't end up uh, end up like Big Shot. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, well we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. But first, the news. Oh, no! All right, the news. Um, so let me pull this up. The right. news, and let me just preface this by saying this news makes me really, really, really sad. Uh, yeah. Because I was planning on going to this thing. Oh yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. Not not in the near future, but I was planning on going. I they're not even accepting. I think they're like so they're not accepting. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll I'll talk read, about. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. So uh, this is Star Wars Galactic Cru- Star Cruiser will close in late September. So that's the uh, the Star Wars hotel immersive experience that they were um, offering there at uh, Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. I'm just gonna read this. Opening in March 2022, Disney Park Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser was an unparalleled, immersive theme park experience. It welcomed guests aboard a Star Star Wars starship, the Halux, Halux, Hal- Halcyon. Halcyon, for a two-night cruise into the galaxy far, far away. Galactic Star Cruiser was an entirely in-story Star Wars experience in which guests played a part. You could rub elbows with Rey, a Twi'lek pop star, a Rodian musician, and other Star Wars characters, but... Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will take its final voyage in September 2023. In a statement, Disney Parks said, quote, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is one of our most creative projects ever and has been praised by our guests and recognized for setting a new bar for innovation and immersive entertainment. This premium boutique experience gave us the opportunity to try new things on a smaller scale of 100 rooms. And as we prepare for its final voyage, we will take what we've learned to create future experiences that can, be, can reach more of our guests and fans. End quote. Uh, this article is from the Nerdist, by the way. Galactic Star Cruiser, which Nerdist experienced before its official opening, was a bold venture into a new kind of theme park storytelling. However, it was also a very expensive one, prohibitively so for some Star Wars fans. A cabin for two guests started at $4,800. We don't know if the price tag factored into the experience's closure, but it's hard to imagine that the cost didn't play a part here. Ultimately, we can imagine multiple factors figuring in into this decision. We learned from Disney that this was a business decision and that they took a risk with Star Cruiser. This doesn't mean that they will stop taking risks. The themed Entertainment Association recognized Galactic Star Cruiser with a Thea Award for Outstanding Achievement. I also know many guests who loved their time aboard the Halcyon. I wish more people could have experienced how unique it was, flaws and all. Bookings are temporarily closed while Disney reaches out to guests with voyages after the closure date so those guests can modify plans. Bookings mm-hmm. will reopen on May 26th. As for what will come of the building that Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser resides in, Disney does not yet have plans. They will reassign cast members as much as they can. This is written by Amy Ratcliffe of The Nerdist. So, yeah. It's, it's a bummer, John. Yeah. 
I mean, um, the thing is, it's ridiculously expensive. Like, let's just let's just yeah, like yeah, lay that out there. That out. Like, yes. that's the ridiculous aspect of it. And like, yeah. it, there are people like right now who who are like, we're like, oh yeah, I've been saving for that for years. Right here, you know, this is right. I am well, one. I'm, well, it's like I'm, I'm pretty sure for that, and like, it's just. And just it's not gonna happen, you know. Wasn't the like, most expensive room like ten thousand dollars? Dude, it was no. I mean, probably more than that. Like, I mean, it's it's and it's only yeah, two nights. It was, I thought it was up up in the that range though. Uh, it was up in that range. Yes, I mean, like, cause like you can get a ten thousand dollar night room at like the other like resorts that they have. Um, and so like yeah, so it's gonna be like really expensive. But like, I mean, the thing is like, it's, and it's only a hundred rooms and like the amount of staff that they had for the storytelling right. and things like that. Like, I mean, it's, you know, my thing is it really truly does feel like, well, if they really could have made any, you know, money off of it, they would have lowered this price like, and, and gotten people in there. Well, right? that, yeah, but they're, they're just they're, unable yeah. to lower the price that's, for what it is. That's what I was thinking. It's like the overhead is just so much that it doesn't like reason. They can't lower it to the point where, it yeah. would actually be affordable for people because I, I do remember, and I was kind of like poking around. I remember a story. This is about uh, what feels like a month ago, maybe two months ago at this point, um, where basically like there were empty rooms all the time in in the Galactic Star Cruiser yeah. because yeah. because it it was so expensive. Like, yeah. and so like if you're running it, it's that expensive. They probably weren't booking like fully booked out, so they weren't able to make their overhead anyway. And then it comes down to like either we have to raise prices cut the experience down or close it um they decided to close it yeah i mean it's and that's the thing is like the cool thing about it so for anyone who is curious like the cool things about it were you were there for a couple of days and these emergent storytelling things would happen while you're on the ship with the different characters that are there ray chewy and all the you know uh, finn and all the gang and like you would be able to be there and experience them um and you would you'd actually be able to like uh, play a role if you wanted to. It could be as immersive as you wanted. So like there were people that uh, uh, I know that went that like created whole character sheets and role played the whole time they were there, you know, where it's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm here and I'm a, I'm a, you know, movie star from wherever. And you can put that in your reservation and they start calling you by your name. your like your fake, uh, you know, cosplay name, um, a role playing name. And you could just be, a member of you know the crew. this 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 whole like experience and you could like they would play into it where it's like oh yeah you're like a you're a movie star from a from a from Star Wars universe a hollow net star or whatever and they would play into that like uh, the interactions that you would have with the characters um all in, in makeup and outfit and everything like it's anyway it was fantastic it seemed like a ridiculously uh interesting thing um and were similar all, to a, cr- a cruise, you were just in there for the whole time, but well, then that's you what, could that's go. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, like, are, yeah, yeah. Were you in there? Like, did you did, do people? Do you leave and go to the parks, or do you have to stay there the whole time? You leave and go to Batu, um, and that was like whenever you're on a cruise, like you'll dock at an, oh, okay. a, like an island, like you'll yeah. go to port for like a little bit. And so like, that's what it was. It was like, Hey, you're going to port. So, you know, schedule your, schedule your, your time away. And you would basically be like ferried to Batu, And then you'd be on like on the planet there in Batu, and then come back to the, the star cruiser at a specific time for dinner and stuff. It's just, it was a super unique, really interesting in universe thing that was exorbitantly expensive for guests and obviously exorbitantly expensive to uh, provide to guests. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's, you know, it, it, 
it's a bummer. It's something that makes me sad because, again, like, you know, I, I would love, you know, it was one of the things where I was like, man, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to go there, you know, sometime in the next, you know, few years. I'm definitely going to try to do that Star Wars thing. Um, and it's just a bummer that they couldn't, couldn't make it the, make it make sense, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, um, the interesting thing to me is uh, and maybe they just uh, said they haven't figured out what to do with the building is that they wouldn't just turn it into a regular themed hotel because mm. like I would I would I would probably probably pay like say like I was just deciding between like art of animation mm. and a Star Wars themed Star Cruiser even if there's no actors there's no like frills it's just themed like it I would pay yeah. extra for that. I mean that would be a, that would be an interesting interesting choice because they also like inside that building they had like little areas like play areas and things like that like that are Star Wars themed for like you know kids and adults to play and like that they just like so there was a lot to do so yeah that would be an interesting choice just to be like hey you know you can go and stay at the Star Wars hotel you yeah know, it's, it, you know um, just as one of their other options right. without the extra like cruise like quote unquote experience where you're like booking you know activities and stuff you know throughout yeah. throughout your stay so yeah i mean like that that would be an interesting option and i would i would do that like that would be same i feel like that would make me um a little bit less bummed about it yeah um because if it was me, still like, able to have a piece of that experience you know even, even like in the park like i'm not you know like real big on like where i have to take part in like all the like stories happening in the park yeah I just want to be in that environment. It's the same right. same way here where I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get like, I mean, it is a bummer, but like there's no, you know, Star Wars story happening around me and all that kind of stuff. But like just being in that environment is like freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the rooms looked really fun. Um, they're super themed. Um, and uh, and that was, that, that was really cool. So yeah, I, I think that would be, if they do that, I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm you know, less, less bummed. Yeah. <laughs> Just definitely left less bummed about it. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens, man. It's September, dude. That's the thing is like, they're basically going to try to take all of the people that had booked past September and move their stays and their vacations prior to September. Otherwise they'll end up having to just cancel all those people's vacations. Um, Cause you could book like, for the next year, like you can, you know, you can kind of book your vacation through the end of the year, at least, uh, with the, with the thing. So moving it up, you know, into September or, or earlier is probably what they're going to end up doing. Um, and that, you know, like you said, like that kind of shows you, like they're looking ahead at their schedule being like, Ooh, we are not even booking up that many people, uh, for the back half of the year. Let's just call it in September, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the news. All right, John. Um, here is the article that I'm going to read for this. All right, so we're going to talk about all the stuff that uh, Disney uh, is removing. This is an article from Deadline by Nelly Andriva. Disney removes dozens of series from Disney Plus and Hulu, including, well, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get to the list. Um. All right. Disney is starting to pull content from streaming uh, with dozens of series and specials slated to leave Disney Plus and Hulu on May 26th. So that's next week? Yep. Uh, Deadline has learned the titles which are being removed from Disney's streaming service globally. Oh, here. Well, this is not the full list. Um, the list features largely short-lived series, specials, and direct-to-streaming movies. 
The move, which comes with a content impairment charge of $1.5 billion to $1.8 billion. I don't understand what a content impairment charge is. We'll talk about this. Uh, like, basically, they're devaluing. They're saying, okay, the stuff that we have is devalued, like, from where we had put it tax right before. Off. Yeah, basically, they're saying, hey, investors, uh, the things that we had previously told you were valued at this amount... Are actually valued at this amount, like they're you know, and you don't you know any you no know, matter what you're doing, you don't want to appraise your value uh, of of an item above what it actually is is worth. Yeah. Um. So like I understand that part of it. <laughs> we are in the uh, this is a quote this is a quote from CFO Christine McCarthy. We are in the process of re- reviewing the content on our DTC services to align with the strategic changes in our approach to content curation. End quote. At the time, no details were provided on the content that would be removed. Disney is the latest media company to purge content from streaming platforms in a cost-cutting measure as the industry is rethinking costs and strategy in that arena with a renewed focus on profitability. Warner Brothers Discovery removed a slew of series from HBO Max with AMC and Showtime also undergoing a similar scaleback. Here is the full list of titles that are being removed as of the writing of this article. Big Shot from Disney Plus, Turner and Hooch from, from Disney Plus, The Mysterious Benedict Society, Disney Plus, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Disney Plus, Willow from Disney Plus, The Weight Making of Willow, Disney Plus, Diary of a Future President, Disney Plus, Just Beyond, Disney Plus, The World According, According to Jeff Goldblum, Disney Plus, Pistol from FX Hulu, Dollface Hulu, The Quest, Disney Plus, The Hot Zone, Nat Geo and Hulu, Why the Last Man from FX and Hulu, Maggie from Hulu, Little Demon from FX and Hulu, The Premise from Hulu, Love in the Time of Corona, Hulu, Everything's Trash, Hulu, Best in Snow, Hulu, Best in Doe, Hulu, Marvel's Project Hero, Disney, Marvel's Project Marvel's Empower, Disney Plus, Marvel's Voices Rising, The Music of Wakanda Forever, Disney Plus, Rosaline, Disney Plus, Cheaper by the Dozen Remake, Disney Plus, The One and Only Ivan, Disney Plus, Stargirl, Disney Plus. Encore, Disney+, Plus, A Spark Story, Disney+, Plus, Black Beauty, Disney+, Plus, Clouds, Disney+, Plus, Weird But True, Disney+, Plus, Timmy Failure, Disney+, Plus, Be Our Chef, Disney+, Plus, Magic Camp, Disney+, Plus, Howard, Disney+, Plus, Earth to Ned, Disney+, Plus, Foodtastic, Disney+, Plus, Stuntman, Disney+, Plus, Disney Failure Tale, Weddings, Disney+, Plus, Wolfgang, Disney+, Plus, It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer, Disney+. Plus. Chris. Yeah. What are they doing? I don't know, dude. I, 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 I legit, Willow. Like, I, let's just call out Willow for a second. Didn't that just come out like two months ago? Was it two? I mean, I feel like it was at least six months ago, but I mean, still. Like, it's so recent. And they have a making of for that series. What are they doing? Like, that's the only place it exists. It's so just like, going to poof, disappear. So things like Turner Hooch, which I'm assuming is the old movie. Right? No, it's not. It's the there's new, new one. It's the there's new, a new TV thing? show. There's yeah, a new they did show? a new TV show. It's they did a new original TV show. I don't know what they're doing. I like, I, I honestly do wish, and maybe, maybe I'm just like, I'm not reading the right things. But I have yet to see someone from one of these companies come out and explain it in a way that I understand it, that it makes sense. Like why? Because, dude, I'm not kidding. I. I could fit all the files for all of those on my Dropbox account yeah. that I pay pennies for a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so there's no way that this is just costing them 
that much money in like hosting fees. The only thing like I can think of like so and, and that's the thing about this the uh the idea of like basically devaluing their assets all like and saying, "Hey, we're going to have like a uh what do they call it in this thing? The phrasing is hilarious to me because it just is is so confusing. Content impairment charge." I think that's like the legal thing it. the way that they that they have to say. It. It's, it's like the third or fourth time I've read that. Yeah, and so basically it's like Okay, well, well, we're we're taking a hit. You know, this this stuff wasn't worth what it was worth, and so you know we're actually going to be you know devaluing the service by a couple like a billion, one point eight billion dollars. Right? I understand that aspect of it, but then to also subsequently remove original content that's already produced and done and it's just out there for the world removing that from the service makes absolutely zero sense to me because that just devalues it even further, right? Unless it's a thing where you have to remove the stuff in order to take that uh, impairment charge. In order to say it's worth less, I have to remove something from it. That seems absurd to me because, like, basically what you're saying is like, oh, this thing uh, that I had, this show that I thought was worth a lot of money, this IP that I thought was worth a lot of money, not actually worth as much money as I thought. So, you know, everybody stop thinking that it's worth that much. It's worth $1.8 billion less. I just yeah. don't understand removing it then from the service. <sighs> Same, like that's that's why I, that's why I'm, I'm like, there's got to be a reason, uh, like a, a, some kind of business, good business reason why mm. why all these companies are doing this. Because the like only- to, because to me, like it it like why would you not just have all of your original stuff on there? Because mm. to me, that's mm-hmm. the value proposition for your for your streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Why, why do I want a, a subscription to Disney Plus, if the shows that Disney Plus produces are not there, it, it's like it's like yeah. it's like this, the uh, the HBO like taking um, Westworld off. Why? Yeah. Like that makes yeah. zero sense to me. Yeah, and because like I mean, th- the reason that I continue to subscribe to these services a lot of times is because I have the expectation that hey, I'm going to be able to like the original content. I'm going to be able to watch that original content. And if I want to watch that original content, the only place to do it is here. And now if you start telling me like, oh, it's a limited time situation, they could remove that stuff, uh, you know, the original content in, you know, a year's time. It's like, well, now you're telling me that if I don't watch it right now, I won't be able to, there's a possibility that I won't be able to watch it in the future. So why should I remain with your service? Like, why should I continue on months that I'm not like actively, you know, watching as much of that particular service? I definitely should unsubscribe because it's it doesn't mean anything, you know. <laughs> it doesn't help at all for the for the future future proofing stuff. Um, the only thing I can figure like that they would have to pay, Chris, in addition to like the hosting services, is like licensing fees to like the actors or residuals to the actors or the directors or the writers. Um, that's the only other additional stuff that I could see being like an issue. Um, and unless that stuff is not per view, like it should probably be, um, it seems like that should be a non-issue because if it's just sitting on the service, no one's watching it. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have to pay on the residuals anyway, but if it's not in the contract as like a per view situation, then and you, maybe they're having to pay for it monthly, in which case every month that it's on there, it, it, it makes it more and more expensive, especially if people aren't watching it. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I honestly seriously doubt that's the case just based on like 
otherwise data are about viewing behavior and numbers on Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus would be getting out a lot more like true, than, true. like they're, they are so protective of those numbers. They don't even talk mm. about them when they're bragging on shows that performed well. That's one of the things that like that the WGA strike that's going on, the writer strike um, in, in Hollywood, like they, they, they actually are asking for like some of that information to be like, more public so that they know they can basically assure that like the writers are getting paid the right amount, um, for some of the shows that they, they write on. Um, and so, and that's one of the big sticking points in that, uh, that negotiation. So yeah, you, you know, you might be, yeah, you're probably right. That, that like, if, if that was a thing where they report those numbers, you know, somehow to people, um, that that would get out. So maybe it is a situation where every month that it's on there, they pay the licensing and the and the residuals to the people who are there, regardless of how many times it was viewed. Yeah, man, that seems like just a rough system because you're just removing, like, you're basically in incentivizing people to remove things from existence, like from from availability at all. Because, uh, like, for example, Willow not out on DVD, not out on Blu-ray, not out on any uh, digital. Like, you can't buy it individually. It's just on the plat the streaming platform. Um, and so now that they're incentivized, essentially, where it's like, well, less people are watching that. Let's not pay the fees on it, and then you remove. It. Let's remove it from the service. Um, and that just feels bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they'll rotate things on and off, you know, like where there's more of a, like a, a timed exclusivity period to things. Yeah. Um, uh, that, it's that's, a shame. that, you like, know, so that works for things like game pass, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Keeps you coming back for new things and, mm -hmm. um, you know, like subscribed, you know, for things that are on there that you, th and, and watching their content because it's going to disappear, quote unquote, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it does make mm -hmm. you be like, well, I need to go watch what was the one that I hadn't watched yet. Hang on. Let me think what from this list. There was uh, one as I was saying it. Music of Wakanda forever. I was like, oh man, I need oh, to watch that. Why the last man? I never watched why the last man. Ah, dude. The uh, the one that stuck out to me also on there, uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Like, there's a couple episodes of that that I need to finish, um, mm. just because it was like I watched some of the ones I was interested in, not some of the others. And it's like, well, if there's any others that I ever wanted to watch, let me watch them now. Um, that's the other thing is a lot of these are uh, original series is that Disney Plus launched with man, like World According to Jeff Goldblum, Star Girl, and uh, and Big Shot. Like, those are all shows that, that Disney Plus kind of like launched with, and so like to like get a taste of like that nostalgia of like, Oh man, like remember when Disney plus launched and there's all that yeah, like strange and interesting, weird content that like, because they hadn't figured out like what they wanted to do yet. And like, now that's just gone, you know, it's like, no, I don't remember that. And we can't ever see it again because that was the only place that it existed. It's crazy. Wild, dude. wild. All right. Well, we'll keep you up to date on any, uh, more of your favorite content disappearing from streaming <laughs> services. <laughs> yeah, whenever Amazon Prime decides to take off all their stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> who's left? Like, I think that's that's about it. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250 and johnwright777. And at stayintargetpod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.